Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Thursday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler and on this occasion I am joined by Joel Sked. Hello. And we are going to be doing the first of our top 12 series for this season. If you're new to the podcast, every year we do this, we pick the 12 players that are the best in a particular position for the top flight. We have extended it to all of Scottish football in the past, but that was mainly just when we had Rangers, Hearts and Hibs in the second tier. And we need our knowledge to stretch that far. And, and also it was a weird time. It was a weird time. So we decided to adapt to the times. But it's the top flight and we're starting with the best 12 goalkeepers. A couple of names on here. The four names on here. I would not be too happy if, if my club signed them. <laughs> But um, I think it was the same last year as well. Joe, before we get to the list, let me ask you, where did Craig, where would Craig Gordon have ranked on your list? Two. You're allowed to pick up two. Yeah, it's the same for me. <laughs> two. And when you said if uh, we were to be on my list, he literally was on my list with uh, about 30 seconds ago before I was reminded that it was just premiership only. Having watched a lot of Craig Gordon yesterday uh, and gone through his conceded goals and saves, um, he is definitely the second best goalkeeper in Scotland. Yeah, um, I also had Aidan McAdams on my list, but he has been, I've been really impressed with him, um, Green and Morton goalkeeper, been impressed with him, especially when he's came up against Hearts. I think he's a really good prospect, but no, he has also been deleted from the list and two, <laughs> two others added. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let's begin. I think my number 12 is already going to be on your list uh, and further, a bit further down because I think you're a fan of this guy. I originally, so I originally picked 10 players. So I was like, right, I'll go with this 10. And then I had another four. I was like, right, it's between these guys. So I've kind of watched them all this season. 
But then when I watched this guy, like the clips, I wasn't as impressed as I thought I was, you know, with like the kind of narrative. So at number 12, I've got Livingston reserve goalkeeper, uh, Max Strayek. Have you got him higher? Yeah, yeah, I've got, got, him, a, got him a quite a bit higher. Uh, got him a fair bit higher. Right. I, I was just... not, not a fair bit higher. He's, uh, he's, 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 he's a few places higher. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I originally had him in my 10. Uh, and then I actually had a couple of the kind of outsiders looking in placed above him because I just, I was kind of looking at his saves. I looked at all his saves. I looked at all the shots that he's, uh, all the goals he's conceded. I, don't, I think he made that incredible save on his debut. I think it was at least his league debut against Rangers. Ellen, he's in the 0-0 draw. Um, what saves? Maybe Barisic? Barisic or, or Kent maybe? Where he basically like full stretch, top corner, incredible stop, uh, banged into the post as well, which always kind of makes it look better from a goalkeeping point of view. You, you, you're, you know, you're actually putting your body on the line to stop it. And then I kind of looked through the rest and he's had a few errors himself. They're not as kind of glaring. And I think he's maybe... I don't know whether I'd overrated him in my mind uh, or in Scottish football as a whole would overrated him in their minds just because he is, while I've got him 12 and I don't think he's had a good season, there's the next couple of guys on the list and, and these are guys that had you asked me before I did this research, I would have said there's no way they'd be ahead of him. But I, I wonder just whether he's been bigged up a little bit more because I don't think he's that good, but he's undoubtedly better than Robbie McCrory. Yes, I've been... McCrory's probably one of the biggest disappointments for me over the last 18 months or so because I think he had a very good championship career and there's high hopes for my Ibrox and then he's gone to Livingston and it's almost a case of is that it? And he, he is, made another been... mistake at the weekend for for uh, Wraith Rovers goal like just not getting across quickly enough to a ball two yards inside the post he seems to make mistakes all the time and it's unfathomable to me why he continues to be ahead of Strayek in, in the Levy side yeah, it's it is, it is a strange one. Um, Straight, uh, I don't mind. He's, he's, his stats hold up pretty solidly for what he does. Uh, I think he's he quite like his his build as a as a goalkeeper. So I always kind of look at goalkeepers as um, kind of categorize them three kind of areas where you've got the really kind of athletic, agile goalkeeper, you've got a kind of tall, commanding presence goalkeeper, or you've got like a square goalkeeper who has, uh, who just has this wall-like quality. And I think Strake falls into that. So that's why I have him a, a wee bit higher up. I don't think he's had, you've watched, I think you've watched every single goal scored in Scottish <laughs> Premiership over the last the last few hours. But I have, uh, I, I can't think of glaring, glaring errors. Uh, or glaring weaknesses. I picked out, I, I'm not going to be able to remember them off the top of my head, but I made a note like of how many kind of terrific saves he made and how many mistakes he made. And I think it kind of le- it kind of evened out to about four each. And I was expecting better than that. And mm. it just kind of took me aback. And I'm trying to remember the mistakes. And definitely one of them was this Johnson uh, game, which I think maybe put a... Uh, seed of doubt into David Martindale's mind because he was dropped after the Dundee United match he conceded three goals but he wasn't in fault for any of them it was the So the St. St. Johnson game he conceded a free kick from Tanzer where he didn't move Yeah, and they, to think, be fair for both goals he didn't move Aye, I don't think the other one was that bad uh, I think it was just a free kick but he had had he's had a couple there in the season as well I can't remember them off the top of my head but there was there was one or two more that I was like 
All right, I don't remember this kind of being made a big deal of at the time, but that's definitely an error. And he's not, and like I said, after that save against Rangers on his kind of league debut, he's only made, I think, I'd put it in as like an R3 that I thought, wow, that's a good save. Uh, whereas just there was kind of a better ratio for that for the guys I've got immediately ahead of him. And okay. you are going. To, you are going to be surprised. You're definitely going to be because I was fucking surprised. <laughs> so you're definitely going to be surprised. Who's your number twelve? So my number twelve is. I was kind of laughing about them, but my twelve and eleven have been goalkeepers that really rate, but have been better than I expected them to be. So Ross Laid, Ross Laidlaw is number twelve. I've got him. Uh, I've got him number ten. And so, that's it's the same. It's the same reason. Like. I didn't expect him to be good, but he, he has actually been quite good this season. He has been. He has been quite good. Uh, it, Laidlaw's always been a weird one because he's... I don't think any kind of su- uh, supporter base have been overly enamoured with him. I think he had his issues at Ross County, but in the Premiership, he's, I don't think he's let teams down badly. He's had a few cracking games for Ross County, but one thing I'll say is that every time he has a cracking game for Ross County, there, there's there's one or two like kind of glimpses of him, I, of the like laid law people expect the kind of erraticness of him, and erratic is not a quality you want for a goalkeeper. For example, the Celtic game, he made some absolute brilliant saves. Uh, well, one in particular, particular from Grant Christie, was it? Uh, the Christie one was the the. the... Not as quite as impressive as the one for El Unusi. El Unusi, it was El Unusi, yeah, sorry. But there was a couple of moments in that Celtic game where he almost handed them. He did have that, that fresh air swipe at uh, attempted clearance with yeah, a little so pressure on him. He is, he is someone who I think um, he, he scrapes, go to the surface and shot stopping, yep, decent enough, but he's, uh, I think he's limited in a number of areas. I think he... It's, Kind of watching him, he uses his body well. Kind of when leaving the line, he's happy to throw himself about. And for such a kind of tall goalkeeper, he must be about. He's very lanky looking anyway. He must be about five. Sorry, six four, six five. Mm. But he's very good at kind of throwing himself down to to kind of shots that are a bit lower. He could actually maybe do a bit better with the shots that are around about his head. I think his reactions are a little bit slower than that than it is just kind of getting down. Um. But yeah, I have been very impressed with with what I was watching. I couldn't kind of believe when I was like kind of tallying up kind of the amount of saves he still has. He still has problems with kind of parrying uh, efforts and kind of pushing it out or not quite handling it. I think he, he used erratic. He's not kind of he's not kind of erratic in goalkeepers that generally when you think of goalkeepers erratic, you think of them doing really daft stuff. He's not that way. He's just. He's just not consistent enough in kind of his handling. Mm. I, I don't mean just kind of game to game kind of consistency. I mean, just kind of not consistent enough and just what you kind of want from a goalkeeper, just kind of things that make you reliable. Uh, just like handling and position and stuff, it can sometimes let him down. But he has had a number of very good saves that, this campaign. And he's he's done well because I was certainly saying at the start of the season, what the hell is he still doing in the Ross County team? How they're not signing our goalkeeper? Then they signed Ross Duhan. Duhan couldn't get in the team ahead of him. He's like, what still, what are County doing? Duhan came in. He looked okay. I think he had a decent debut against Hibs, but didn't really look overall like he was a, a an improvement on Laidlaw. And he's since dropped out, went back to Celtic, and the, the clubs are, are fully Laidlaws now, and he deserves them. So fair play to you, Ross. I used to call you shit for ages, but you've not been shit this season. Right. 
So we'll get to my number 11. And this is another surprise. Danny Rogers. Have you got him on your list? Yes, I have got him just a wee bit higher. Okay. He has, again, another one that is like... To be fair, I didn't think necessarily that Danny Rogers was poor this season. I, I thought that... I, I just kind of hadn't realised how many good saves he's made. He's, mm-hmm. he's very... He has one very good skill, it seems, for this season. He's very good at saving shots that are kind of... kind of a medi- medium height that are curling into the far corner. Seems to spring across his goal well, especially with his, his right hand. There's been, a record about four really good saves he's made so far this campaign from just managing to get a fingertip to a curling shot, an in-swinging curling shot that looks like it's going to find the far post. And that's that's pretty good for a goalkeeper. That's, that's the kind of thing you want to do. And I think as well, he's maybe the opposite of Striek, where, we, well, no, no, he's, he's like Striek as well, but I've been a bit more positive about Rodgers and that it's helped that his understudy or his replacement while he's been injured has been Colin Doyle, who is undoubtedly not in the top 12 goalkeepers in Scottish football. Probably not even in the top 25, if you include other leagues. The big, the big stupid Tory. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I think Rodgers had a... So obviously Kelly brought in the keeper from down south on loan. I can't remember. He played one game and got injured East, against Hibs. Eastwood? East, yeah, that sounds about right. Jake Eastwood, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, he just obviously got injured, didn't have a very good debut because he hadn't realised that Martin Boyle has actually got any pace. And even he came steaming out his, his goal. So when Rodgers came in, I think there was a bit of... Um, trepidation from the Kelly fans I don't think he started his Kelly career started all that all that great but he certainly came onto a game and I do think Kilmarnock have missed him missed him big time and that's why I've had him pushed him further up actually I've quite liked Rodgers uh, I know it's not quite happened from since his loan spell at, at Falkirk but I do think he has shown enough this season with Kelly that he is a uh, uh, he can be a decent Premiership goalkeeper. I think he has. He's one of the goalkeepers. He's, he's like you said. He's he's got a good spring on him, so he can get across the goal quite well, quite quickly. He's got a good spring, very agile. So I have I've I've got um I've got ninth. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, it was. I've got something in ninth. I'm actually regretting picking already. I might have just picked on repetition alone, but we'll get to that when it that arises. Who's your eleven? My eleven. Uh, my eleven is Scott Bean. Ah, yeah, that's who I've got in ninth, and that's I'm kind of wondering have I got him too high? Let's let's see your argument for Bean being a bit lower. I was reluctant to pick a Celtic goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's definitely the best of the three. For what we've seen, like I think Celtic yeah. fans want to see more of Barkas to see if he is good. I mean, the pedigree that Barkas has would dictate that he's better than Scott Bain. But for what we've seen in Scottish football and what we've seen this season, I would still say Bain's better, even though I don't think he's that good. And he certainly shouldn't be a Celtic goalie. I think, I mean, he could be a Celtic goalkeeper, but I think he's a number two at Celtic. Yeah, yeah, that's I that's think fun. he could be a, a number one else, elsewhere in, in Scotland. But Bain is, Bain is someone to me who is probably needs to be kept busy I don't think he doesn't really get that at Celtic and his 
his flaws uh, become more pronounced at Celtic because he is not as uh, as busy. I think it's kind of if you look stats wise, he's, he's averaging, he's above average both in terms of uh, for the league in terms of save rate and uh, prevented goals. But when you actually compare him to the two Rangers goalkeepers, there's like they're miles apart, and it's it's all well and good. Um, it's all well and being well and good being a fine goalkeeper. But at Celtic, you need to be, as we've seen this season, a lot better than fine. And I think that's because the reason he is probably 11th on my list is because it's I've kind of weighed up against expectation of what's what's required at Celtic and what he has delivered. And again, it goes back to um, previous previous seasons as well. I just don't. There's just there's just an unre- unreliability about him, which I always when I see him on the team sheet, I think uh, I think there could be something in there for the opposition. He's never looked like a great top flight goalkeeper, and when I say great, I mean like top three or four. No, since, he, since he's like first season in the Premiership with Dundee, and he, he seems he's, to... he's a fine he's he's fine in the Premiership, but. You need more. You need more than fine. Yeah, you need more refined at Celtic, and he's somebody that's managed to live off that reputation for quite some time. Like even when he first went to Celtic and then started, you know, fans were calling him to play, and then he, I mean, he started playing against ahead of Craig Gordon and stuff. And I was just like, what are they doing? Like, it's <laughs> like this reputation that he's kept because he made all these eye-catching saves at Dundee, and then he would make these howlers, mm-hmm. like shots would just pass through him. But they didn't seem to get brought up as much. It was one of the saves that anybody paid attention to. It was because he was at Dundee, probably. It's like he's conceded a rubbish goal. It's like, ah, oh, well, he might have done better there. He makes a fabulous save. It's like, oh, look at this kind of thing. Whereas if he was making those same kind of errors for like a club like Celtic, he definitely would have been more magnified. And he just seems to have coasted on that. But at the same time, I do still think he has qualities. He is, he is a very good shot stopper. It's just the fact that he's just not been consistent enough in terms of being reliable since that kind of first or maybe even the second Dundee season. I think it was, I think it was the second one where he was nominated for Player of the Year again, but even a lot of like Dundee fans are like, really? <laughs> he's, he's not been that good, that campaign, and then he got worse for there. Some of that was to do with, I think, falling out with uh, Paul Hartley and... Was it Paul Hartley or Neil? No, Neil McCann. He felt it with, but it was kind of it was kind of perceived for a while that he was wanting kind of out of Dundee, and his performances dipped as a, res- as a result. But he still never looked back to that level, and the fact that he's played so much for Celtic these last couple of years is, is pretty wild, uh, if you ask me. Right, my number ten is Ross Laidlaw. We've already discussed him. Who is your number ten? My number 10 is a goalkeeper who has who's potentially out injured for the rest of the season because he slipped on he's slipped on ice outside his uh, outside his house. <laughs> is this Ryan Fulton? Ryan Fulton, yes. I don't have him on my list. Um I, I, I did look at him. He's had a he's had a better campaign. That's that's all I'm gonna say. So yeah, so the the, the 12, 11, I'm probably doing, I'm probably doing Scott Bain a disservice. So probably if I was rewriting this, I'd probably put Scott Bain 10th. I would uh, certainly put Scott Bain ahead of Ryan Fulton. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, it was just this, this going back to Bain, they, they just the Celtic, I was reluctant to put a Celtic goalkeeper on, uh, on this list this season. But Fulton, he seemed to get a hard time from Aki's fans. And then there's a lot of times I've watched Aki's games and I, I think that he gets a, Gets a hard time. Okay, there's been a couple of occasions, especially early in the season, where he hasn't 
he hasn't been the goalkeeper that uh, Hamilton have needed, but he's, he's made a lot of a lot of good saves, and I think he's got quite good handling, relatively good in terms of uh, coming off his line and uh, claiming claiming balls. And I, th- I do think he, um, I do think he's underrated. You're right that he's got good handling and he is he is quite good at coming off his line. Uh, third in the league for for coming off his line uh, per ninety minutes. He's he just for me still makes too many mistakes and that's kind of what's blighted his entire career. And, I mean, that sounds like an obvious thing to say, but obviously, like he, he's still young and and this is why this is why I think Hamilton signed him in the first place. This is why he was at Liverpool as a youngster. This is why he was at, for quite a while. I think the backup for Scotland under twenty ones. And that he has pedigree, he has ability, he has the talent. He's just, he makes too many errors. I mean, of all the goalkeepers I kind of looked through this season and, and tallied up their, their errors, he was definitely number one for that. I had him at making eight egregious errors this season. Oh, really? As much yeah. as that? <laughs> with, another, with another five that were debatable. <laughs> he still has, and this is why when he first came in the team at Aki's, he used to make these type of errors all the time, and he was just like he couldn't. You couldn't play him because he would just make a complete fuck up, and you can't have a goalkeeper that's prone to do that at any point. I think those mistakes have receded this campaign, and it's certainly his best season to date, but just not quite enough for me. I wouldn't be surprised if he is featuring higher on my list in another couple of years because he's still he's still pretty young, is he not? He's as well, twenty four. 24, that's, that is very young for a goalkeeper still. I mean, if you think that goalkeepers don't hit their, a lot of them don't hit their peak to their early 30s, then he's certainly got the ability and the potential to make my list in future years. The only the one thing I'll dare to say in his, um, his favour is that he is often on the receiving end of a lot of pressure and shots. Yes, that's that Hamilton goalkeeper. Yeah, and the more kind of pressure under, the more mistakes you're, you're likely to make. But yes. there is somebody else who's faced more shots this season who is much higher on my list. That's true, that's true. <laughs> and he is a lot higher on my list as well. Right, let's uh, So where are we now? That was your number 10, is that correct? Yeah. Right, now my number nine, I said already, Scott Bain. Uh, don't think too much to add to this to have another point. Oh, I was just kind of thinking that, yeah, if Scott Bain, Scott Bain's probably the start of this list now where I'm like, if Hart signed him, like not obviously not to replace Gordon, but say to play understudy for a couple of years, then take over, I wouldn't be completely against it. But like, yeah, we could do worse. Probably be rubbish when he keep Hearts, obviously, like everybody is. But th- that's the kind of start of me thinking, like, okay, we're getting to the territories here where goalkeepers are starting to get a, a bit better. Um, so let's go to your number nine. So my nine, so my nine and eight, we've really spoken about them. So my nine is Danny Rogers. Okay. So my number eight, and I originally thought he was going to place a bit higher on this list uh, because I was, I was really impressed with him, especially at the start of the season. That's Jack Anik of St. Mirren. You look Ooh. surprised. Have you got him higher? Yeah, yeah, I've got him a lot higher. I've been really impressed with him. I mean, I was very impressed with him at the start of the season. I don't think he's been that good since, was it COVID that, that knocked him out for a bit? He was incredible in August and I think continued that into September. And then I think that's when he had the, the COVID trouble and he's had, I think he's missed other games as well, maybe due to injury or maybe just due to having COVID outbreaks every other weekend. But I don't think he's quite been at the form uh, since early in the, the campaign. 
but he is still very a, a very impressive goalkeeper. Still made uh, a number of really kind of cracking saves. Most of those coming at, at the start of the season. Since then, I think his form's been okay, but not amazing, and I, that's why I've kind of knocked him this far down the list. I also think I've knocked him this far down the list because I've got somebody on my list. I don't think you're going to have on yours because you might have forgot about him. We'll come to that surprise in time. Potentially, potentially. So who... Oh yeah, so yeah. Do you want to wait I'll, for your, your thoughts about Anik for later yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll speak about Anik when, when, when we get to him. Uh, I was just trying to look at my notes there to see if there was anything... Uh, Aye, that, that was another thing that kind of stood out for me. He, his handling for me is a wee bit suspect. He does have a, has a habit of parrying the ball before he's able... He has a ha- habit of parrying the ball straight out, which is a bad trait for a goalkeeper anyway. Mm. But he, he sometimes needs, or, or certainly more often than a lot of goalkeepers I looked at, he, he needs kind of a second attempt to gather the ball when it's hit kind of straight at him or close to him. And that's, that's a wee bit worrying. Uh, but like I, like I said, he has, uh, has been pretty good this season. And I mean, I was kind of like mealy mouthing about being there, but this is really, for eight onwards, is really the kind of, it's it's a solid list from eight onwards, uh, put it this way. And in previous years, I think the league's been good enough that we've had 12 that have been just that kind of level, but not the last couple of years. I think this I think this season is a bit better. Looking at this complete list, I'm not thinking anybody here has been like a duffer. Like since, I think we did have a, proper couple of duffers last season didn't we yeah I mean there was uh, Hearts running league so there was three three duffers alone so. <laughs> well none of them made the list yeah I know it's <laughs> like trying to give Bobby's Lamalston to the 12 or something horrendous like that but yeah so he's my number 8 who is yours so my number 8 is someone we talked about Max, Max Drake right so would you like to say any more on why you're so big on him compared to me or have you already kind of covered it just yes, I've, I've I've covered. I've just I thought he's uh, from what I've seen looked a looked a like a solid presence between the sticks. And like I said, it will, my list 12, 11, So the kind of bottom five are bottom three, not all fussed on. And then Rogers and Strake kind of shrug. And then it's seven onwards. Where I think yeah, these these are the goalkeepers I would like between the sticks if. Uh, if Craig Gordon was to be struck by lightning or an illness. <laughs> right, uh, speaking of getting struck down by illness, my number seven is somebody that I think you don't have in your list. Uh, Trevor Carson? Yes, because he's been injured for most of the season. Yeah. But when he did play this campaign, having been out for over a year, I think, with uh, deep vein thrombosis, came back for the start of this campaign, it uh, was I thought excellent for the first two, three months. He then sustained a knee injury, which has put him out for the rest of this campaign. And maybe, actually, maybe look at this, I maybe wouldn't have him any higher. So uh, maybe Jack Anik can maybe feel a bit aggrieved to not be ahead of Carson, just because purely, we don't know what Carson's going to be like. He's, he's a big knee injury. He, he, his knees are... The rumours are that his knees are a bit of a problem. So this might not just be a kind of one-off thing and then he'll come back to being as good as he was next season. This this might be kind of like a career kind of damaging kind of injury. So for me to have him at number seven is maybe a bit of a leap of faith that everything he's going to come back and everything is going to be fine again. But he did it before. He came back for a very serious illness, a life-threatening illness. And just kind of picked off where he started. It kind of picked up where he left off this season 
I mean, his save against Ross County, I think for Ross Stewart on the opening day, still might be the best save of the season so far. <laughs> it was just an incredible stop as he somehow managed to push that effort onto the bar. And he just he just kind of continued off making great saves, looking very reliable at the same time, not making any kind of egregious errors. And so that's how he was able to, to land on my list at the kind of the midway point. Yeah, that's fair enough. He's, he's, I've seen him uh, when I was when I was kind of going through Y Scout, but I did it just he just didn't really feature in my in my thoughts. And again, he is he is someone who would looking back would would I put uh, on my list just because I thought he probably hadn't played enough games. He played looking at it now, he's played a lot more than I than I certainly remembered. He would uh, he would come in um, probably around eighth and bump bump everyone else down. My number seven is another Motherwell player, uh, Liam Kelly. I have him as my number six. I've been, up until that Kilmarnock game recently, I've been, had been really, really impressed with, with Kelly. Everyone knew how good a goalkeeper was just because of his time at Livingston. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's come back up there. I was, I was watching, some of his, watching some of his saves today and... Uh, this is what happens when don't uh, uh, don't write stuff down. It's uh, just that he's, so. First of all, he's, he's, he's handling is very good when he uh, he's, he is someone who can cleanly uh, gather the ball. And he, I quite like when he does gather the ball. He's quite um, he's quite how would you say it? He's, he's quite quick. Quite, he, he does it with intensity that he looks to try and get Mullerwell on on the break when he does. When he does uh, when he does gather the ball, he's really good at. I think he, he is actually quite a similar build to uh, Carson. He's really good at making himself a big presence when facing uh, when, when facing one on ones, and also his his reflexes, his ability to get down to shots. There's the one from is it Pittman against Livingston at Fur Park. Uh, Dates wrong. End of February, start of March, where he just got down really quickly to his right, really well. And I think he has, you can just see how much of a difference he has made from the Motherwell team, obviously, who lost Carson, who went through a couple of goalkeepers, and then they brought in Liam Kelly, and he just made a substantial difference. Yes, I have. So I've got for Kelly over Carson, mainly, kind of mainly due to the injury thing, but also as well, and this is where I've got Kelly over Anik, and this is the other one where Anik can maybe... F- feature above Kelly because over the course of the season looking at the kind of stats I wrote down they're they're fairly comparable like I just said earlier I'm kind of I am wondering whether Annex first couple of months where he made so many so many great saves was kind of a purple patch for him whereas Kelly uh, I mean the same could be said of Kelly but there's just kind of a bigger sample size because we saw him do it at Livingston as well and since he's coming in in January the amount of great saves he's made is frankly ridiculous Uh, and just like what just four months. Ah, just mm. turned four months because he signed at the start of January. Uh, he's made a couple of errors, a couple of noticeable errors. The come on at one being one of them, but it's just got offset by the amount of goals he's managed to save Motherwell by pulling out incredible stops. And that's not to even talk about the amount of goals he saved Motherwell by pulling out simple stops that Aaron Chapman couldn't do. Yes, so uh, he's he he does he does um he's quite uh he's, quite, he's unique. In the Scottish Premiership, because I've seen uh, this data analysis of uh, Scottish Premiership goalkeeper performance, and he is—he's the only one who is slightly below average for uh, save percentage rates, but he is—but um, prevented prevented goals rather than uh, cost goals. So I think uh, that that kind of almost tallies up. 
There's that stat in Wisecout, the, the prevented goals per 90. Yes. I kind of fell out a wee bit when I saw Danny Rogers, Mark, because he, he's like quite poor. He's like negative 1.8 or something. Uh, negative 2.1, I think. All oh, right. So he's got like 0.21. He's got like the third, third or fourth worst mark. In the, in the top flight, and then I watched all he saves. I was like, well, fucking, "How are you missing all these? Like, what, mm. do these not count for anything?" Yeah, I'm not. I'm not actually. Not exactly. I, I tried to do some digging as to how it's collated and what it means, but I couldn't find Fair it. enough. But uh, yeah, I, I certainly didn't didn't rate too much on on Rogers. There. It seems to be kind of generally good for the rest of them. But it's always that kind of with these stat stuff, there's always one that makes you go, well, that's wrong. And if that's mm. wrong, how, how much can I how much can I trust the rest of them? Uh, because they are still tallied by uh, the person and a person has to make these judgments. Um, right. Anyway, without going down that particular... Colin Doyle's wife doing it. <laughs> yes. Without, without going down a stats rabbit hole, let's get back to the list. So Kelly was my number six. Who's yours? My number six is Joe Lewis. Oh, what? No, no. How dare you, Mr. Skid? How dare you? He has been he has been living off his reputation. For, yeah. he's, been, he's been like, he has been similar to Derek McInnes these last two seasons where he has been living off uh, a reputation and it's it, almost coasting, almost coasting. I've been so, un- I've, not so unimpressed. I have been, just been for the quality of uh, Joe Lewis. I've been relatively unimpressed with his output this season. I mean, he probably had one of the worst mistakes of the season against Livingston. Yeah, um, it's not the it's not the only egregious error he has made this season. He's still, he's got to the point where it's he, okay. He makes some he makes some great saves, and yeah, he is uh, a really really good shot stopper. But there's just other aspects of his game where the, it's just never really improved. Kicking for one, it just he's he's what he's, he's someone that uh, he just looks so awkward. He had uh, had a mis- early on in the season, I think he had a potentially against St Johnson mistake, just blew uh, off someone or not blew off someone, just not getting clean purchase on a ball. I just think he has um, he has dropped while others have risen. I have, no, I've got very high, very, very high indeed. I, I still think he's had a, a fairly good campaign. I think, I, I, right, I'll get to it when I get to Lewis. All right, right. My number five is Rangers reserve John McLaughlin. Who, I've got him higher. Who came at the start of the season looked looked pretty good. It has to be said, not a huge sample size. They kind of seem to be almost rotating him and McGregor to start mm. with. And then after about October onwards, it's just going to be McGregor's role now with McLaughlin coming in to spot him every now and again. We saw him often when he was at Hearts. A very, one of the most reliable goalkeepers I've ever seen. Very rarely ever makes a mistake. Can make very good saves as well. And just a thoroughly dependable custodian. Yeah, everything you've said, uh, so I've got him higher. Everything you said is, is completely true. Uh, and everything you said is why I've got him higher. It's because <laughs> he, he doesn't he doesn't let you down. He showed in his small sample size that he's an excellent goalkeeper. I think the only reason he's not playing is because he has the best goalkeeper in, in front of him, by far the best goalkeeper in Scotland in front of him. I'd, uh, I'm a massive fan of John McLaughlin and I would have him over most of these, uh, most Scottish Premiership goalkeepers other than other than three in Scotland. Right, who is your number five then? My number five is Anik. Right. 
is uh, from the from the get go, he has really impressed me. I think you've been pretty harsh on him uh, with, with 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 your rating. There was a uh, was it oh, the games games escape me. He made a fantastic save not that long ago, uh, or it was Ross County Harry Payton's header point blank where he pushed up onto the bar and then saved. It was quick to save the rebound, and that's something I like in Anik is that he has. Yeah, I think he does parry a lot of shots, but. He's actually very good, very quick at getting back up and getting across his line. If, I, if, if you're talking about what I think it's about, I don't think that's a good save. I think it's right at him. It's right at him and he somehow pushes it onto the bar, which if he pushed it right over the bar, I would have been like, okay, that's good. But he's, he, but he's he really right, pushed like, it in the net. <laughs> he's, he's, but he's right under the bar. Like he's, he's literally on his line. So I think it's a very hard one to hard one to push over the bar, and then it's a powerful. Why is he header. pushing it up anyway? It's like right at his chest. Like <laughs> just catch it. You can't catch a ball that there. Uh, no, 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 no. I was being facetious there. He wouldn't be able to catch it. It was too, it was too close to him. But I thought it was weird that it ended up on the crossbar. I don't think it needed to go there. I, th- I don't think it was as low as as you think. But there, I, there's a lot of goalkeepers where you see a shot come at them and they turn. They they they, they just do this do this weird turn. And Joe Pereira was so bad at it where he, he, he like uh, kind of turns his body and then he uh, put his hands up as if, oh, that was um, like trying to make an effort, but you're actually making yourself a, a smaller. smaller target and more unlikely to save it. I think Anik stands, uh, stands strong and does really well with that particular with that particular header. I mean, I think that's, that's fine, that, but there's not a single goalkeeper on my list who would fucking turn his body in that situation, so I'm not giving him that. I think there's a few few uh, a few goalkeepers on these lists that would uh, would do that. Scott Bain for one. Ah, yeah, he does actually have a habit of making himself small. It was somebody else who I can't remember who it was now, but somebody else I've ever looked at that. Uh, was it maybe Rogers sometimes as well can can fling himself mm. when they're trying to save every shot with your kind of hands basically, and because you do that, you end up making yourself smaller because you have to kind of contort your body to get your yeah. hand in the position where it's just like sometimes just make yourself bigger. So go Magdanic. <laughs> he is he's someone when when St. Mirren signed him, I thought well, that's uh decent enough signing. I'm not didn't see enough of him at Rangers and I hadn't realized probably underappreciated how good he is, and that's probably made him even better in my eyes is the the impact he has had on St. Mirren. I think he has at times been one of the best goalkeepers in the Scottish Premiership this season. I Think he uh, for me he's looked relatively re- reliable. His kicking is fine. His um, he's he's got a decent presence. So yeah, fifth. I think you're quite harsh with an eighth. Well, we can maybe come to some sort of agreement at the end. Uh, we can maybe pour over a list and come to. And I, I, I might I'd be happy to to bump Anik up a couple of places. We're not over goes far as fifth, but a couple of places. Right, my number four is Hibs goalkeeper Ofer Marciano. I think this is the first one we've got seen. Yes. <laughs> if I go for just, I don't know what to say that I haven't really kind of said already about him. I mean, a fantastic shot stopper, somebody who's got a, a really kind of great, him and Lewis, him and Lewis and another goalkeeper we're going to talk about very soon as well. Uh, well, maybe actually mainly uh, the other goalkeeper and uh, Marciano have kind of almost a, a prototypical um, body type for a goalkeeper and that they're tall, but they're also very broad as well. Mm. And it's just such an obstacle to try and get round if, if you're a defender. And he does have these, he has a propensity for making outrageous saves as well. 
I do still think that he is a bit overrated by Hibs fans, but I can completely understand why. He's overrated by Hibs fans, I believe, because he's the best Hibs goalkeeper since Jim Layton, probably. But unlike Jim Layton, he doesn't make any errors in derby games. So, I mean, it, that's got to be voting him in a pretty high status. But I'd, I'd still think that he still has rickets that he makes quite a, a few times a season. For all his talent, he's not the most reliable, I would say. I went into this, can I half expected to put Marciano a wee bit further down my list? Because in my mind, I had him, I had him making at least two egregious errors this season, maybe a couple more where they're thinking that he really should have done better. But when I was looking back at goals conceded by Hibs, there was only Liam Craig St. Johnson goal recently where he perhaps should have palmed it around the post, albeit having, remember and watching that at the time, thinking it was a hard one because it came through bodies. I actually didn't see it till quite late. So you've made the note of them. Is there how many... How many mistakes do you do you think he's he made? Of all the goalies on my list, uh, Marciano and my number one was the two I didn't manage to get time to get to. So okay, um, so I'd, I'd, uh, to be fair, I kind of what from what my memory and kind of watch Hibs games this season kind of backs up, and that I think he's had quite a quiet season. Yeah, which is, it's a weird thing to say for a goalkeeper, but I don't think he's made too many great saves. I also don't think he's made too many errors. No, I, I think this has probably been his most. Um, yeah, probably quiet's the word. Get a quiet Hibs season is that I think they are Hibs, as I've seen it today, are quite good at um quite good at stopping teams from creating high quality chances. So when when teams when teams do get chances, they're probably not the not the greatest against Hibs. So he's not had to pull kind of rabbits out of the uh, rabbits out of the hat. I do think um, I, did, I did go into this thinking he had made a couple of uh, errors and watching the goals back, I actually actually thought he's been a lot more consistent than uh, than, my, than my memory had it. And you compare it to last season, I think we got a bit of stick for where we placed, uh, placed him. Was he made some excellent saves, certainly in the second half of last season, but there was also one or two really bad errors. Whereas this season is it's been been just a, a quiet, quietly consistent season for Marciano. Marciano wasn't good at all in, I think it was the first half of last season. Now, Hibs weren't good at all in general, so maybe that had something to do with it. Uh, but it was kind of, it was kind of perceived that he was kind of, maybe kind of had one eye on elsewhere. And he wasn't, it was kind of the poorest period of his Hibs career. So I didn't have any problem with us having him quite low last season. I think we had him like sixth or seventh. Uh, but he's kind of, he's bounced back to an extent that he's, he's not, he's just not made many mistakes this campaign. And Hibs are certainly going to be Sad to see him go in the summer. It looks almost certain that he's going to leave. And I mean, you don't have to go back too far to to see how how bad things can get uh, in terms of goalkeepers at Easter Road. So, like I say, I, I've always kind of thought the Hibs fans, like, because Hibs fans love Marshall, I absolutely love him. Mm. And I mean, it's fair enough to think he's really good. Uh, it's it's the kind of status that he has that it's always kind of taking me back. But again, taking me back, but understandable at the same time. When you know. When you can put like Mark Oxley in your, you know, top half of goalkeepers you've had in the last twenty years, I mean, you can understand getting very excited about something like Marciano. Yeah, and you have to remember, so even uh, still, one of the best saves seen that Faisal El Bakhtui is saved from oh, yeah. Faisal and I used to road. Is that he's he more than 
he is probably one of three goalkeepers sitting over the last few seasons in Scotland who's just capable of just making breathtaking, breathtaking saves that like, oh, sorry, I should have reworded that. He is a goalkeeper who is capable of making breathtaking saves that only one or two others uh, goalkeepers in Scotland over the last few, last few years are capable of matching. Right, my number three, and I'm going to assume this is your number two, Dundee United keeper Benjamin Segrist. Yes. What a campaign yeah. he's had, to be fair. Like, I didn't think... I mean, we knew he was kind of decently rated at championship level but mm. I don't even think then he was kind of looked upon as like oh there's going to be this great goalkeeper coming up like a few of the guys you've seen in recent years like even kind of Ross Duhan like I felt he got more of a write up for his kind of year at Air United a couple of years ago than, than Seagrass got last year but he's coming to the top flight and he's just been for the most part outstanding I, I could be corrected here by Dundee Knight fans but I think even they are Su- surprised but obviously delighted of the progress the, the progress he's made I know uh, he struggled with cross balls when he first came in at Tanadice he is excellent at uh, in comparison in comparison to what he was to begin with at Tanadice he's excellent at uh, coming for crosses he's co- a lot more competent he uses he uses his size and reach a lot more and that is, he is he's just got a great build for a goalkeeper I think he's kind of similar to uh, Marciano he's tall he's, he's, he's not lanky like Lewis he he just looks like a really athletic an athletic goalkeeper who can cover the whole goal he can get across to shots he has got really quick hands seen that against was it Edward recently against Celtic when Celtic had about 30 shots but that was the that was the best one where yeah, it went down the left and it was a really a fierce shot. He'd kind of gone down. He just got his hands up so quickly to push the ball over the bar. And you go through the season and pick out pick out games where he has just dominated and pick out moments where he's made great saves. Yes, he has two made two or three errors. Like you look go back to the first Celtic game at Tanadice, he was he was uh, on for man I, of the match. And, I have more than two or three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd imagine. I'd imagine, but we'll come back and uh, caveat that with. But like for example, Christy, uh, Christy had a shot and he just kind of palmed it right up in there. Yeah, uh, and it, it, it came back into play and eventually Celtic scored. You have to caveat with that. No goalkeeper has made more saves than uh, than than um, Segrus, and I'm, I'm I'm right in saying that he is he makes the most saves per ninety minutes as well. So it's not yeah. a case of. Yeah, he's faced the most shots, most saves per 90 minutes, but he's Oh, conceded. no, it's, um, sorry, it's uh, Fulton and Laidlaw. Oh, right, sorry. Um, he's faced the most shots, uh, 163, third most, but third most conceded goals, which is quite impressive. Uh, he's left his line the most of any goalkeeper. He is first in preventive goals per 90 minutes. And just kind of, for my own stats, I had, um, I had standout saves as 16 this season. <laughs> which I think is the most of any goalkeeper Italian. But the reason I have him third and not second is because he does make mistakes. And I I tallied five where I thought he was definitely at fault and an R5 where I was kind of swithering and I thought he might have been at fault. So he does, he he can get better. And I think that's that's a a good thing for, I was going to say a good thing for United. What's his contract situation like? He's definitely under contract. So he's definitely he's under contract for at least one more year. I think oh, well, there you go. That's great for United. Is that he might get even better this season because if he can produce the same saves and not have as many mistakes, then he'll be maybe the best goalie in the league. Him and uh, him and what's his um, name, uh, Shankland, are by far their most saleable assets. He is contracted until 
So just while I'm looking this up, uh, yeah, he's contracted to 2022. So he's got another year on his deal. Uh, it, sometimes I think just a lack of concentration with himself because he's had a couple of kicking flops as well. Like the one against Rangers, he had another one against Motherwell that I think yeah. he managed to, he maybe got away with. Uh, but his handling is something we've not talked about. He rarely spills the ball. when, mm. uh, And the amount of times, I mean, either his position is very strong or he's the luckiest keeper in the league because the amount of times, especially from headers, the ball just hits right at him. And he manages to grab first time. It's yeah. just incredible. He, I know you're going to come on and talk about Lewis, but a big part for me comes into his narrative. I think he's just these case kid story, just these being United's best player. Is, you're bored of Joe Lewis, basically. That's it. You're just bored of him. Talked about him for that's, two years. That's it. Because I mean, I remind, remember last season when we were doing this, uh, the last couple of seasons when we were doing his list, I've, I've always kind of caveated Lewis is that he's been this high, but. It has to be said, it's a lot of that's going on past performances. And it just feels like the last two or three seasons is his past performances. And he's, I don't know if it's just a case of he just got so used to Joe Lewis and what he can, what he can do that he just like, okay, he's, he's just, he's just been, he's been Joe Lewis and a new name, a sexier name comes on and he's like, okay, we'll, 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 we'll push him up. But yeah, let's, let's, let's hear why Joe Lewis is vaunted. <laughs> So who's your, who's your number three first? It's John McLaughlin, isn't it? John McLaughlin, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've talked about him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, number two, Joe Lewis. So he has had the errors this season. I think I counted four that he's made, uh, which is less than... Uh, it is less than Seagrass stuff to say. Uh, four, one less. Four, well, four definite and one debatable. So you can actually mm. say five less in total. Um, he does He does this every season, doesn't he? Uh, where he has an absolute howler, like that Livingston one, where there's no doubt about it. You're like, what the hell are you even doing there? Usually against the Motherwell. Usually in a cup against the Motherwell. But uh, this year, I don't know if any of them have come against him, but he, he has had the, his usual kind of errors. But he is still an excellent goalkeeper in terms of his, his shot stopping. And one thing that really stood out to me when I was kind of watching his saves, I think he's the best goalkeeper in the entire league at coming off his line and narrowing the angle. And that's that's quite an important skill to have. And that's something that I think that Seagrass can maybe work on himself. Seagrass, a lot of the time, would come out and stop and then make himself like a big target, which is fair enough. It, the, there are worse ways to deal with that. But I think he's still a little too static in terms of when the opportunity is there to dive at the ball, that he maybe doesn't take it as often as Lewis does. Lewis is just so good at always managing to, to just get something on it when a striker is going through and they've got a clear view of him in the goal. I think he just picks the, same, the best angle pretty much all the time. He's got a big frame, so he's a difficult target to get around. Target's not the word, is it? Difficult obstacle to get around. And I just... And to me, I mean, lifetime achievement does does help as well. And uh, as opposed to this guy who's just come up after one season and this interloper and is suddenly in the top two. Not for me, Joe Lewis, still there at number two for me. That's that, that. That's fair. You've you, you've presented a solid case. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to say any more about Seagrest? Or we just get to number one. Just get to number one. It's Alan McGregor, isn't it? Yep. First, uh, to be fair, I was just wrote. I was just straight away Alan McGregor, Craig Gordon, the lead Craig Gordon. But no, Alan McGregor <laughs> is. He is, he, is, he is the best goalkeeper in Scotland. Scotland's best goalkeeper. All he doesn't. Uh, he's he, he's retired now. I think oh, what I was going to say about Gordon and uh, McGregor was that they have been like just untested. They've been 
inactive for so long, yet in every game or every every other game, they are capable of just making this absolutely spectacular save as just as if they are, it's almost like you've been ready and waiting to make that save. What, what do you think? What do you think of um, this? Is a quick aside. What do you think of? Because a couple of people have said this in the chat, not us. In fact, I don't think any Hearts fans have said it. That McGregor, uh, that Gordon might be better than McGregor. What do you make of that argument? I disagree. I think I think it's a lot easier. I think it's a lot of recency bias because I don't think anybody would have said that before this season. And Gordon's made a number of outstanding saves this season, but the majority of them have come against Scottish Championship sides. Mm. And I'm sorry, the ball just doesn't move as fast in, in lower levels. The lower you go, the ball doesn't move as quickly. You don't have to react as, as fast to, to shots. And Alan McGregor's doing it in Europa League, like the fucking knockout stages of a European tournament. I mean, when was the last time that Craig Gordon was making consistent great saves yeah. in, in Europe? It wasn't even like his last season at Celtic. You had to go back a, probably a couple of years before then. So I, I don't think, to me, there's no really any argument in it. And I think it's just kind of recency bias and a, a kind of case of failing to respect how much harder it is to, to save shots at a higher level. There's been There's been a few occasions this season where I've watched a save in person from Gordon and just thought... Fucking hell, that's one of the best saves I've seen in, in person. And then you go back and watch it, and it's it almost looks ordinary. So I don't know if that's uh, it's, it's my mind playing tricks at the game and just thinking because it's, it happened so quickly that it's, oh, it's uh, it, it makes it even better than it perhaps was, or just how just how good a goalkeeper Gordon is that he's able to make these saves look ordinary. Like the, the one from Kevin Nisbet was an incredible save, but it, it seemed to it's almost like he knew where it was going that. He was able to just just make it look kind of bread and bar, but yeah, I'd, I'd agree that going the, the, down the tour from McGregor, not just for this season, but looking looking back across the last few seasons, he's he's been the best goalkeeper in Scotland. Last two but, seasons, yeah, no seasons. doubt. The saves he makes is ridiculous, and I do actually put it in his favour that he's really angry as well, because he's. I think that's I think that's a good trait for a goalie to have. I think it scares the opposition and it probably also scares your defence not to make any mistakes. You get this absolute fucking lunatic raving at you. Yes, him and, him and Gordon approach goalkeeping in very different ways. But yeah, I think McGregor's aggressiveness and also in the way that he... Uh, he'll approach the ball as like in one-on-ones, whereas like Gordon... As just have this massive frame where you think, fuck, where'd I put it? Whereas um, McGregor just, just like the, the Tasmanian devil running at you. With, uh, this is an interesting question. Considering the makeup of the Hearts squad and the problems with it and the lack of leadership, would Hearts be a much better team if they had Alan McGregor in it in, in, as opposed to Craig Gordon? Not even just thinking about goalkeeping skills, just personalities. I don't know. Gordon had there's there's another thing I've noticed about Gordon uh, being in games is that yes, he he's he's a bit. He's there is sometimes an annoyance about him, and he is always talking and he's always demanding, which is uh, which is obviously being missed when he's when he's been away. Yeah, I, I, there's definitely an argument for that with uh, McGregor and just like the, the the sheer standards. But I mean, you got Naismith. Naismith does that. He just always always barking, always. Oh, yeah, always, but that, always has angry. that been a problem with Hearts in 2021? Is that Naismith missed a lot of it, and he still, despite the fact that he's not actually that good. Anymore in terms of his playing ability, he's still vitally important because he's one of the few that actually shouts at teammates. And yeah, you're right, Gordon does shout. He's not terrifying though, is he? 
No, McGregor is <laughs> McGregor is properly ter- terrifying. Imagine just, if Mihai Popescu played with Alan McGregor. Oh, um, Popescu would be run out of the country. <laughs> we don't even need a weapon. Just McGregor chasing after him with his fists. Yeah, he would. There's so many times we blow half uh, half time, and uh, McGregor would be chasing him up the tunnel. <laughs> right, let's see if we can make a top twelve out of this. That uh, right. So my twelve was Strayek, Rogers, and Laidlaw. You'd Strayek higher, uh, and then about Bain. So who was your four? So Rogers. So I, I would. I would definitely. I would. I would probably go. Uh, so mine's was Laidlaw, Fulton, Bain, Rogers. Um, oh, Bain or Fulton was uh, flipped around, but um, I would, I would, I would, I would definitely have uh, Fulton either twelve or eleven. Sorry, yeah, twelve or eleventh after after this discussion. Do you think it de- definitely should be in the list? Uh, no, no, I think right. uh, I, I would agree that what you put forward. Okay, so Fulton drops out, so we're going to have Trevor Carson probably instead. I think that was the only variance. Yeah, yes, list. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Strayek, do you still think he deserves in the in the top ten? You still demand that he goes there? Um, are you, you going to listen to me and have Rogers and Laidlaw ahead of him and Bain? I will. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't argue. I, I wouldn't go for a lower than tenth. Right. Okay. So we maybe we we'll split the difference then. Will we go? Who do you want, Rogers or? Rogers or Laidlaw is 12? Laidlaw. Right, so we'll go Laidlaw, Rogers, Strayek, Bain. Yep. Right, and then we come to the next lot. So I had Anik, Carson, Kelly and McLaughlin. I'm higher for Anik to go higher, to be honest. I'm happy for uh, for Anik if you want him to split Carson and Kelly. Okay. So Carson... Anik and Kelly and then right so then add McLaughlin you're McLaughlin higher so our top five so add McLaughlin Marciano Segrist Lewis McGregor yours was mine was Anik Marciano McLaughlin Segrist McGregor so we can almost so we both had Marciano at four but I don't know if that means he drops out because you've got McLaughlin I think I think McLaughlin's got to go five it's not a whole lot of evidence on this season I'm not going to argue. Okay. And then Marciano ahead of him. And I'm happy for Segrist to go number two. So we're going to maybe bump Lewis down one. And then have McGregor as number one. So there we go. There's the definitive top 12 of goalkeepers in the Scottish Premiership this season. At is number 12, Ross Laidlaw of Ross County. At number 11, it's Danny Rogers of Kilmarnock. Number 10, it's Matt Striek of Lewiston. Nine, is Scott Bain of Celtic. Eight is Trevor Carson of Motherwell. Seven is Jack Anik of St Mirren. Six is Liam Kelly of Motherwell. Five, John McLaughlin of Rangers. Four, Orphur Marciano of Hibs. Three, Joe Lewis of Aberdeen. Two, Benjamin Segrest of Dundee United. And number one, Alan McGregor of Rangers. There we go. That was a good gin to start us off. Interesting. I, uh, I, uh, I wish I paid more attention to goals conceded. <laughs> There's quite a bit of variance, so we have a little bit of debate, a bit of variance. That's what you need. And uh, if you'd like to hear uh, more uh, from the Terrace Podcast, please head over to Patreon, patreoncom forward slash Terrace Podcast. The two, the, the Patreon that'll be going on the 
£2 tier uh, tonight uh, will be a best of compilation made by Mr Craig Kearns. I think it's from season 2013-14 of the podcast, so you'd like to get your nostalgia on, make sure to listen to that. There's also another kind of number of things we've done this week. Uh, Tony and Rob had a discussion on Monday about the end of of View for the Terrace Series 3, and we also had the... Uh, the there was an interview that Duncan did uh, with uh, the author of a book about Andrew Watson, the the first ever black international footballer and uh, captain of Scotland uh, for for a match and, and a victory over England. And also we had myself, Gary, and Rob going through the best transfers from the 2012 summer window. And also I'll be back tomorrow with Craig Anderson. Uh, talking about some comments that John Hughes and Brian Rice have made this week and also looking ahead to the weekend's fixtures and what to watch. So make sure to check out all that. That's patreon.com forward slash Terrace Podcast. Joel, thank you for joining me. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye from me, Craig Fowler. And with the Scottish Premiership finally returning this weekend, I hope you enjoy your football. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.